Welcome to Stuff We Love Podcast. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Stuff We Love Podcast. Tonight, we are happy to be joined again by Nick, also known as the Disney Dad on Instagram. As you know from listening to our podcast, Nick posts beautiful images from Walt Disney World on his Instagram account. Tonight, we are going to be talking about Disney World dining options. Nick, welcome back to the show. Hey, Scott. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited about tonight's uh, show and, and topic. Yeah, we're so happy to have you here again. We loved uh, having you on before, and uh, it's always good to have someone on who's a Disney expert and can talk to us about, in tonight's case, all those wonderful Disney World restaurants. Uh, And so for tonight's episode, what we wanted to do was, I guess you could say, play a little game or just have a discussion uh, about the dining options at Walt Disney World. There are so many great choices available to guests. And what we decided to do tonight was to go around each of the four theme parks, and Nick and I are going to tell you what table service restaurant and what quick service restaurant would be our go-to if we only could choose one. Then we'll take a trip down to Disney Springs and do the same thing and also give you some Walt Disney World Resort dining recommendations. And we'll uh, have some fun doing that. So, Nick, let's start it off tonight. Uh, first of all, how you doing? Everything good? Yeah, fantastic. I uh, just got back from, uh, from Disney World uh, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm two weeks away from my next trip. So time that out perfectly. So let me ask you a question along those lines. When you're not at Disney World and you're home from a trip, what do you do that's connected to Disney World to pass the time? Do you obviously, you know, we're all on Instagram and we're looking at photos that people post. But what else do you do to get your Disney fix? Well, yeah. So obviously the the photos is a big part of it, because when I go I typically leave Disney with in in the range of 700 to a thousand photos, mm. uh, if not more, and and so then there's going through the 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 shots and deciding which ones are are going to be edited and, uh, but I'm I've got to the point now where on social media I've got a lot of friends and family who will reach out and say hey I'm planning a Disney trip or somebody they know will say. You know who can point me in the direction of some some Disney advice, and I'll, I'll somebody will tag me in it, mm-hmm. and uh, and then so I'll start answering questions about you know Disney for for people who are planning a first trip and 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 have questions, and I almost always will send them to a Disney planner because I think Disney right. planners are a fantastic idea if if you're doing a first trip, but I love a- answering questions that you know may not come up with a Disney planner. Uh, and so that that kind of keeps me keeps me going. And now with Disney Plus, right, it's just everywhere in our house. Disney Plus is great. Um, the Mandalorian, loved that. That was tremendous. That was great. And the Imagineering story too for theme park fans. There's just such amazing stuff on there. Yeah, the Imagineering story. I've watched it twice, the series twice now because mm-hmm. I'm I'm a huge fan of Walt Disney and the idea that he had creating Disneyland and creating this place where, you know, families can escape together. And I mean, this is the reason my wife and I drive down to Disney world once a month, six Mm -hmm. and a half hours from South Carolina so that we can have some great quality family time disconnected from, from the world. And that passion that, that Walt had to, you know, continuously striving to get better and to be the best and be the, the standard of excellence and, and then watching how that's progressed and, and, you know, watching these Disney greats like like Ub Iwerks um, and then the Iwerks family continuing on um, 
and you know Bob Iverson and then Leslie Iwerks and then you know Dick Sherman and uh, and then of course you know the the great Imagineers uh, Tony Baxter and sure. and uh, Marty Sklar. It's, it's just it's so cool watching that story and um, yeah that yeah, I geeked out on that. Yeah, no, it was great. Uh, I for me the fact that that was there along with the Mandalorian and you have all of the classic Disney content in one spot, all those animated films. And, uh, I like the Jeff Goldblum show too. I don't know if you, you've checked that out, but that's a I fun do. show. Yeah. I, well, Jeff Goldblum is just an absolute national treasure. He is. He and, is. I, I, I feel that so way fun. even more after watching the show. Oh yeah. He's just brilliant. And, and there's some, there's some other stuff is great content on it that wasn't originally Disney's, but they bought the rights to like sure. the Chronicles of Narnia. Mm-hmm. is on there um right. and so we just got my daughter she's six and a half and we watched the lion the witch in the wardrobe uh the other day and she loved it. fact watched the lion the witch in the wardrobe and then i had to go to work and she and my wife stayed and watched prince caspian so right yeah, so yeah it's great stuff on Disney it's great for families and i think it's forever a game changer in the streaming service world and uh before we get to the topic tonight i'll just say along the lines of disney plus that during the super bowl the other night uh, one of the most talked about ads was from Disney Plus because they showed a preview of three of their Marvel shows. They showed a preview of Loki, WandaVision, and the um, Winter, uh, the, the Captain America follow-up. The name has escaped me. Falcon and uh, I, I forget the name offhand, but it looks trem- all those look tremendous. And you know, some people have said there's a little lull right now in terms of original content from Disney Plus, which I guess is true compared to what was available f- when. It launched, but when you look at what's coming out in 2020, there's so many great, great options. So for Disney fans, this is a good time. Oh, yeah. And, uh, it's great. And so, Nick, why don't we turn now to tonight's dining episode? And um, I'm going to turn it over to you to choose which theme park you would like to go to first. And, and again, for our listeners, we're going to each be choosing one sit-down restaurant and one quick service restaurant to go to and tell you why that is. So, Nick, where would you like to go first tonight? Okay, well, why don't we start with with Animal Kingdom? Mm-hmm. Um, because one of my absolute favorite character dining experiences in Animal Kingdom, and you know, with with a lot of my options here, I was thinking about what's the best value from a food standpoint and an experience standpoint, whether it's environment, character experience, um, and Tusker House mm-hmm. in Africa in the Animal Kingdom is such a phenomenal character dining experience um, with uh, Mickey and Minnie and Daisy and Donald and Goofy. Not mm-hmm. Minnie, sorry, Minnie's not there. Donald, Daisy, and Goofy with Mickey. It, it's so many. The characters are great. They're in their safari outfits. Um, the food is so good. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The food is so good and authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, one of these, I don't know if we talked about this. I'm originally from South Africa. I, I, I remember that, yes. And uh, it, I've lived in this country for 22 years. My family still lives in South Africa. And there's traditional food that, well, you know, when, when I first you know saw that they had these options, I you was know, sort of skeptical as to the authenticity. And then when, when, I, when I ate, it was just fantastic. The, the Cape Melee curry is spot on. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a, uh, a traditional South African dish called babuti, which is a rice dish with, with ground meat. And it is spot on. Mm-hmm. My, my grandmother used to make it growing up. So 
that for me in Animal Kingdom is a table service it is a must do. If if you can only do one table service in Animal Kingdom, if you can only do one character dining experience in your trip to Disney World, that is is a must do. Um, and then for as far as quick service um, over in Pandora, Satsuli Canteen has one of my favorite items to eat on property. And right. That's the uh, the 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 steak, the sliced steak bowl is so good it is so good um so that you know that to me is i always try and get over there from an animal kingdom well nick i hope this isn't the way this is going to go tonight but those are my two choices as well (laughs) nick and i by the way for our listeners we didn't talk about this in advance of tonight's show so we're finding this out simultaneously but um those are actually my two choices. I mean, I've got I've got some some that are out of left field in other parts okay. and places. So we'll we'll see. I'll be uh, I'd be very surprised. Okay. Well, uh, I'll just comment on Tusker House and and Tuli Canteen as well. I've been to Tusker House for breakfast. I have not been there for the other meals, and I agree one hundred percent. It's a phenomenal character experience, because at least when I was there, it was very busy but not as nearly as busy as some of the other character meals I've been to. And every single table got a lot of time with each of the characters, which was great. Uh, in terms of the food, I, I really thought that the quality of the food was better than some of the other Disney character buffets I've been to. Uh, for breakfast character buffets, I've been to Chef Mickey's over at the Contemporary. Personally speaking, I just didn't care for it that much. I even prefer the food at Tusker House over Ohana which is another popular character meal. That's, again, my personal opinion on it. But um, there were plenty of options available, some with the South African flair like you've talked about. And uh, I found it a very comfortable, spacious eating environment that wasn't hectic. Sometimes those character meals can get a little bit out of control. I thought this was very well organized. So for table service restaurant in Animal Kingdom, I go to Tusker House and Chitouli Canteen. I guess the reason I chose that I've been to a couple of the quick service places over in Animal Kingdom. Never had a bad experience, but I think there's something about going in Pandora to Satuli Canteen, and it, it really carries over the theming of the rest of the land into that restaurant. You have very unique dining options, and what I also love about it is the, I don't know if you mentioned this, but plentiful seating available, both inside and outside. Yeah. Even on a busy day, you rarely have trouble getting a table uh, and I, even on a hot summer day, I remember hanging out outside. The, the only seating we could get was outside. It was shaded and very comfortable to sit at for a long period of time. Those are my recommendations in Animal Kingdom as well. I really would like to go to Yak and Yeti. I've never been there, but I hear good things about it. I remember seeing recently on one of the Disney vlogs, people went there and the food looked tremendous. Uh, but Tusker House and Satouli Canteen, those are my choices as well. So that's where we start Animal Kingdom. Uh, good, I think that's a good choices for both of us. And uh, Nick, where would you like to go next? Uh, well, okay. Well, let's go. We'll go uh, Hollywood. So we'll go Hollywood Studios. Then we'll do Epcot, and then we'll do Magic Kingdom. Great. Um, I think that'll that'll be a, a good kind of just following the drive around the park. And plus, uh, so, so I guess now we, we we hop the uh, we're beginning our Skyliner journey, right? So we took a bus yeah, over so to. We took a bus over, and yeah, now we can now we can take the Skyliner and then a monorail. Great, and, great, uh, and we'll be in business. So Hollywood Studios, okay. Um, I have, I haven't eaten it at Hollywood Brown Derby, so I can't mm-hmm. comment on that. Um, I know there's some, there's a lot of people that, that say that's the best meal on property. Mm-hmm. Um, but fifties primetime cafe 
Yeah. It, you, you have to eat at 50s Primetime Cafe. It is such a great experience. If you have the opportunity to have Janice as your server, that's that's a must do. Um, we went, we ate there a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and she remembered my daughter from a few months ago. Wow. Um, when we were there and brought her a little apron and and you know took her around the restaurant she helped serve some tables it was that was a lot of fun but it, it's such a great the food is great um you know it's all it's it's mom's cooking and um it uh the the food's great the environment's fantastic don't put your elbows on the table right don't pull your phone out um you gotta finish your vegetables before you can order any dessert and uh and if you get caught doing anything like that, you, you might be standing in the corner like my father-in-law was um, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. It's uh, it, it really is. That's such a, a fun experience. That happened um, to me two years ago at prime time, at, um, 50s primetime. I had my elbows on the table and I was wearing a red Hawaiian shirt. So the waitress sent me to the corner of the room, made the whole restaurant yell at me, Scott, stop putting your elbows on the table and <laughs> also yell out, Scott, your shirt is too loud. <laughs> <laughs> so I also, I love that choice. I've never had the peanut butter and jelly shake, although I hear that's amazing. It uh, is great. Yeah. That is I would exactly like the milkshake that I had. Wow. And okay. It was, it was fantastic. I, I, it, it's a lot of peanut butter. You taste more peanut butter than jelly, but you can, mm-hmm. you can taste the jelly there. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. It, man, it was good. And I actually ordered that before I ordered food. And because <laughs> I was very polite and courteous, our server this past time was, was Jessica. Uh, hashtag Jessica with a K. But, uh, <laughs> she said because I was polite and said please, she would let me have dessert before dinner. Right. That's good. That's the way uh, to do it. Good tip for our listeners. Uh, also, uh, by the way, one more thing I'll say about that choice, which I also love about it, is the theming is tremendous. You walk in there, and even in the waiting area up front, you feel like you've stepped back in time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's it's fantastic. And, you know, the shows that, that they're playing on TV, I love Lucy reruns on. And, sure. Um yeah, it's it's great. Um, and then, you know, quick service. I struggled with this because, you know, there's some good places in in Hollywood studios. I haven't eaten it um, in, in Galaxy's Edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I didn't want to just, you know, drop, uh, you know, like a Ronda rep. But, uh, you know, Toy Story Land is is so cool. And mm-hmm. you got to eat at Woody's lunchbox, and you got to get a grilled cheese with the tomato soup. Nice. Um, and and you've got to get the uh, you've got to get the s'more sandwich. That's I mean it's it, it's just fun, and the theming of Toy Story Land is is great. I I really enjoy Toy Story Land. I love I love photographing Toy Story Land. Yes, it's beautiful. Um, Your photos there are great. I remember the, those that you've posted. They're really tremendous. Well, and I've been lucky because I've I've twice now been in toy story land at sunrise uh on opening day mm-hmm. i actually was riding slinky dog uh and got a picture of, of the sun coming up over the chinese theater and then two weeks ago obviously we were there to get rise of the resistance um and so we were in the park super early like 6 15 to make sure we got our boarding pass right at seven o'clock and so um i was in toy story land when the sun came up and got some, some great sunrise pictures there, but, and then actually had breakfast at Woody's lunchbox. That's a good day right there. <laughs> that is a good Hollywood studios day. Yeah. And then red rise of the resistance. And now they've changed the fast pass structure in Hollywood studios 
so you can get um, Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster. Right. Um, yeah. Whereas before you can only have you know one tier one. Well, now those aren't tier one anymore. Right. So you you can get get both those fast passes, which is exciting because I love both those rides. And the tier Hollywood ones Studios. now. Good. Yeah. Hollywood Studios. The transformation that park, and obviously, I mean, it's been construction land for for a while. But the transformation that park has taken from Toy Story Land opening to now Galaxy's Edge opening, right, is just that. There's so much to do in Hollywood Studios. It is such a fun park. It is without question now a full day park. There, there's there was oh, yeah. a period there where maybe it wasn't, but there's no doubt it is. Uh, especially if you are able to get a boarding group for Rise of the Resistance. There's so much oh, yeah. to do there, and a lot of shows too for kids. A lot of a lot of shows for them to see. A lot of character meet and greets, and even just if you're able to exploring Galaxy's Edge alone could take you a long time. Every nook and cranny in there. There's so much to see. So much detail. So much detail. Um, real quick before we continue, Nick, did you like Rise of the Resistance? Oh wow, that is the best ride I've ever been on. The best, just total experience. Mm-hmm. It was. It was that. Did you ride it? I did. Yes. Oh, I, I I thought it was great. I thought it was tremendous. I mean, it just it's it's fantastic. The trackless ride vehicle right. is is so cool. Um, yeah, it's it it's so well done. Yeah, it's a tremendous. Um, it's a, speaking of Imagineering and the Imagineering story, it's a testament to the Imagineers. Yeah, just remarkable. Yeah. Just just remarkable. Yeah. Next level. Next level. Well said. Uh, so for me in Hollywood Studios, I'll start with the quick service place. And and like you, Nick, I, I struggled with this as well. Uh, I've been to almost every quick service place in Hollywood Studios. Uh, I'm just going to choose the one I went to on my most recent trip. That's Pizza Rizzo. It's very straightforward pizza. It's nothing that out of the ordinary. You get your plain choice. You get pepperoni. Comes with a Caesar salad. Uh, but I, I don't know why. I just feel, I, I like it there. There's, again, plenty of seating. you got two floors to go to. Uh, I thought the pizza was really good. You're not going to get – it's not like going to Via Napoli and getting pizza there. But it, yeah. if you're hungry and, and a craving for something very mainstream, easy to do. Actually, we ate there when we were at Hollywood Studios, and I got the I got the veggie pizza. Yeah. And, you know, which ordinarily I like meat on my pizza. I just I, I felt like onions, peppers, and mushrooms and olives. And it was – man, it was great. And it comes with a Caesar salad. Yeah. Too. Um. Yeah, no, that's it's, that's a good choice. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, sometimes people are not fans of the Disney pizza places, like Pizza Fari over in Animal Kingdom is one I also have been to, but I, I thought Pizza Rizzo was actually really good. For the table service option, I went to the Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater. And the reason I went there uh, is, is actually for several reasons. One, I have tremendous nostalgia for that restaurant. When I was younger... And falling in love with Disney World on repeat vacations, we would always go there on the trip. And when I would leave Disney World and I would think back on the times that I had, I would always go back to that restaurant because it was exactly what you want in Disney. It had theming. The food was fun and good. It was eating in cars. And there's nothing yeah, like it's that. So cool. It's, it's such so a, cool. The theming is so cool. It really is. Yeah, that's a that's a great choice. Thank you. Yeah, I, I really love it there. Uh, also, uh, just like with the Primetime Cafe, I, I, m- I mentioned in, uh, about how when you walk in the restaurant, it's like you step back in time. When you go to the Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater and they call you for your table 
and you're walking and then you go under that you go through that door and you're in that drive-in space it also is like a totally different feel you f- you really feel like you've gone back to the 1950s and 1960s and that and that you're at a drive-in theater and i just love the idea of sitting in a car watching b-level horror movies sci-fi flicks on a screen and having good food and the food is really good i've had burgers there i've actually had the steak there which wasn't the best steak but it was good, decent uh they're flavored sodas not surprisingly, they do really well. Their desserts are top-notch. Uh, I remember going there as a kid, and if sometimes they would give you in your soda an ice cube that lit up. I'm not sure if they still do that, but I thought it was really cool. And um, it's just a memorable experience. The I guess the two drawbacks to it that come to mind is that it shares a bathroom with the ABC commissary, which can get a little busy and you lose that theming. Also, it's... Really, actually, a quiet restaurant. There's not a ton of people talking in there because you feel like you're at the movies. So if you're going with little kids, it's something to consider if your kids are loud. But to me, it's just a great restaurant. Uh, I haven't been there that recently, but I definitely plan on going back sometime very soon. So Sci-Fi Dining. Let me ask you this. Did you go to drive-ins as a kid growing up? No. Did you have one close by or? No, the, the, I didn't have one close by, and the closest one to me now is about 90 minutes away. There's still a few open in the United States, but how about you? Uh, yeah, so I remember as a kid in South Africa going to the drive-in. Wow. And and that was – I remember we we would stop off at um, at a restaurant called Applebite, which was a drive-in restaurant. Really? And then we would go to the drive-in movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we've got one – that is also it's about ninety minutes from where we are now, in in Moneta, South Carolina, which is the absolute middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It's called the big. It's called the Big Mo, and it is a destination. Really, and they have got they've got four or five screens. Wow. Um, at that drive-in, and it is it's fun. It is a lot of fun. That's to, great uh, to do a night at the drive-in, and and so. Yeah, the first time I went into Sci-Fi Drive, and it was just this, that feel. It's like, man, this is I'm at the yeah. drive-in. A little speaker hanging. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. Love that place. Cool. Nick, where are we going next? Uh, you said Epcot um, next? Yeah, so Epcot, which, you know, okay, we're going to talk about food and, sure. you know, great places to eat. And then you have Epcot, which there, there's so much. So there, there's so much great food in Epcot. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Les Cellier is, is great. Um uh, Rosen Crown is 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 fantastic. There's, there's so much great great food. Monster Paul, Paul if, if you know if you can you can get in and can afford it. Um, but for me, from an experience standpoint, mm-hmm. um, and if you're in World Showcase, Beer Garden in Germany, yeah, is such a cool restaurant. You walk in, and all of a sudden, you're in this German. You're sitting. You're inside, but you're sitting outside in this German village. So you've got the polka band playing and people dancing, and I mean, it's so it's so much fun. And the food is I love German food. The yeah. food is so good. Um, it is man, it's it's great. And they serve a soda there. I forget the name, but it's basically a mixture of Coke and orange soda. I like that. Sounds good. And it is so good that I will now mix Coke and orange soda. Just, just because I had this in in beer garden, but that is, it from an experience standpoint, it's not yes. a character dining experience, but the theming, 
and the atmosphere is everybody's having fun in there. Everybody's involved. They sing, you know, they sing happy birthday to people. Like I said, you know, they've got the dance floor and everybody's dancing. That that's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, quick service. I I struggle because again, there's so many great places to go and eat. And one of my favorite things to eat at Disney, there's a there's a quinoa and, and grilled chicken salad they serve at Sunshine Seasons. One of my mm. favorite things to eat on property, but that's not right. what I judge. Um, the uh, the pastry shop in the back of the uh, the uh, uh, French Pavilion yeah. is one of my favorite places to get food. Hey, because I love bread. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the, the macaroons are great. Um, the little sandwiches are great. The little quiches are great. Um, the meringue. It, there's so many. There's so many great options. Uh, and I love the French Pavilion. Uh, it's so pretty. I'm so excited to to see the back of it when when it sure. opens and Ratatouille opens. Um, but I'd so I'd say that would be my my quick service um, back there in the back of the uh, the French Pavilion. Great choices, uh, Nick. I've been to both of those places very recently. Uh, I agree with you about beer garden. The theming is tremendous. The food is great. It's a fun experience. It's something you can't get anywhere else, really. I can't think of a single place that compares to it. Over in France, the bakery is great. I've been there a couple times. Uh, very cool to, the way when you go in there, there's a neat little gift shop with mm-hmm. cool uh, items to buy. And then, uh, like you said, the pastries, the bread, everything about it is just top quality. And if you're in the mood for soft ice cream, there's that uh, soft serve ice cream place right next door, which I do enjoy going to as well. The name escapes me. But um, for me at Epcot, uh, in terms of the quick service, I actually did choose Sunshine Seasons. Uh, Great place. I've been there several times. Uh, What I like about it is the fact that you get some dining options there that you can't find at some of the other quick service places. For example, when I was there in uh, maybe in summer 2019, I I was hungry but had a big breakfast and didn't want anything too heavy because I had a big buffet breakfast. And I ended up just getting tuna fish. They served it in a a plastic container and it was delicious. It was was absolutely delicious. Um, I also like that it's good seating. One of those places as well, kind of like Satuli Canteen. I've never had an issue getting the, a seat, even on a busy day. And you have a lot of choices to explore. It's a very spacious restaurant, which I like very much. Uh, for the table service, this is very tough in a place like Epcot. And I'm hesitant to choose this place just because it's not any type of exotic food. But I love Via Napoli over in Epcot. I've been there countless number of times. And, of course, it's known for their pizza, uh, but it's not just your ordinary pizza. Uh, there's something, from what I understand, if this is true, it's about the water they use to make the, the – they use a certain type of water to make the bread. Am I right about that, Dina? Yeah. Um, I think it's like a, it's like a, a spring water. It ha- I think it has to do with the water softness. Yes. Um, and uh, the, the, you know, the way the dough rises. Right. That's exactly it. Uh, the, the, the dough and the crust is very unique. Uh, the other menu choices as well, I've had their chicken parmesan. It's very good. Uh, the mozzarella caprese appetizer I often get. And if you ask for the uh, bread with the olive oil, it's um, it's just delicious. Uh, so I choose that place. Uh, they could have gone to so many different places. And one of my goals for future Epcot visits is to be more open to having some of the dining options that I've not yet tried. Uh, there's a few places in World Showcase I would like to go, but I haven't. Um, yeah, Via Napoli is a great choice. My wife lived in Italy. Uh, she lived in uh, in Firenze, in Florence. 
Mm. And uh, we, you know, we, we'll go eat at Viennapoli and we'll ask to sit outside. Right. And, you know, it's like sitting in, and just eating in this piazza and, and there's people hanging out and sitting by the fountain. And, and so for her, it's, it, you know, it, it brings back a lot of memories from when she was, she was in Florence. Right. Um, and so it, it's, it's great authenticity. And the food is, is fantastic at Viennapoli. So that, that's a that's quality choice. Have you ever eaten at Le Cellier? Yes. Yes, I have. My favorite thing about Le Cellier, did they, did they sing Oh Canada in the middle of your meal? No, not when I was there. So, so we're, we're at Le Cellier, my wife and I, and you're really excited to, to, to try it, you know, first time. In the middle of our meal, every, every cast member working comes out and they sing Oh Canada hmm. and loud. And then everybody claps. And then one of the guys says, and now we always say, let's play hockey. <laughs> and I just, I got the biggest kick out of, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a, Epcot's a tough one. There's so much good food in Epcot. And pretty soon we're going to have space 2020, which yes. I think could affect some of these answers we're giving. Uh, because not only yeah. do I think the food is going to be really good, but that experience sounds priceless. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Epcot. I'm so excited about Epcot. So we talked about Mary Poppins is my favorite yes. Disney movie. And I'm, I, I'm so excited for Cherry Tree Lane in the United Kingdom Pavilion. Yeah. It is going to be so cool. Yeah, Epcot. I mean, Epcot's, you know, what, what they've done to Hollywood Studios, they're not going to do to Epcot. So. Exactly, exactly. And it's going through a transition phase. Uh, it's very clearly under construction right now, but – when we look at the designs for those end results, if you could go visit that Epcot preview center, you'll see what's coming. And it's, oh, man. it's a lot to look forward to. Well, that's, you know, they named that perfectly Epcot experience. Cause it's an experience when you go in there and see yeah. everything that they're doing. That's uh, cool. Yeah. I love that. That's that, cool that center. Uh, Nick. So I guess now we're riding the monorail from Epcot over to the magic kingdom. Yes. And, um, I had a little trouble here as well, but uh, tell me what your thoughts are on dining over at the Magic Kingdom. There, there are a lot of good options in the Magic Kingdom. Uh, you know, Tony's is is fun. The food's not not, not super great. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody goes be our guest, right? Like that's the must get reservation. Right. Um, and you know, really, unless you're there at dinner, it's not going to be a character dining experience. And even at dinner, you just get to meet the beast now don't get me wrong be our guest is phenomenal the food's great at dinner mm-hmm. um and the food's good at, at breakfast uh, it's quick service at breakfast and and table service at dinner right um and you can you can meet the beast and the theming is is second to none inside be our guest but for me from an experience standpoint you know great food and great character interaction uh cinderella's royal table mm. especially you know i have six and a half year old princess so you know bibbidi bobbidi boutique right there and then you you're eating inside cinderella castle at cinderella's mm-hmm. roll table and cinderella welcomes you and then you're meeting the other princesses that are coming to the table um that is is, is such a special experience um so i think that that for me from a table service standpoint cinderella's roll table um and then quick service and this is just you know, my, my favorite, there's so many places that I love to eat in the Magic Kingdom, but Pecos Bills mm-hmm. uh, is is so great. 
A, because it's a great value. You get so much food. My wife and I will will share when we go there because I could basically eat off the toppings bar mm-hmm. and not order, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> that would be wrong. Um, but, yeah, the food, and it, it's great food, and it's really cool inside there. So, you know, when you're – when you're at the Magic Kingdom and the, the cast members have what what's called uh, you know there's a heat index and then there's parade index mm-hmm. and and the heat index might be 110 and parade index would be 125. <laughs> so <laughs> you think about you know Festival of Fantasy at three o'clock hottest part of the day you duck into Pecos Bills and you go sit in inside it's so much cooler right uh, you know it's it's a great place to to kind of relax a little bit if you're a fuel rod person. They've got a fuel rod exchanging station there. Um, and then, yeah, the food is is really good and, and really great value. So that's it's a great great choices. Uh, Nick, I wanted to ask you over at Cinderella's Royal Table, have you been there for more than one meal, like breakfast and dinner? Or is- I've, been there, I've been there for breakfast and dinner. Okay. And, um, and, and both meals were, were good. Breakfast was good. Um, Dinner was was very good. I I got to have uh, fillet medallions. Mm, yeah, and and they were they were very good. They were very tender. They had a lot of flavor. Um, it wasn't, you know, Crystal Palace is 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 a great dining experience. You know, with with characters, but the food is, you know, kind of like what you would get at at, at you know, like breakfast at Ohana. Or, um, mm-hmm. it, it's just okay. Right, but the the food at Cinderella's Royal Table is is good. It is, I'm gonna say, it's the best meal on the property. Right, um, but the food is good, and then just the you know meeting the princesses inside the the castle. Tremendous for me over at the Magic Kingdom in terms of the table service restaurant, I, I chose the Plaza Restaurant uh, over. Wow. I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, I guess the way I would describe it if you're walking down Main Street headed to the castle and uh, it's to the right across from Casey's basically next to the ice cream, Plaza Ice Cream Parlor and I chose that because I went there on a recent trip for the first time or at least the first time in a long time I hadn't remembered being there before and uh, it had a very cool feel inside it was a classic throwback Main Street USA feel the menu was I had a, the burger the, the uh, yeah, yeah. brisket burger yeah, it was the delicious. Mac and cheese is good too. Oh yeah, no that that's good. It, it's not a huge restaurant, so you kind of feel lucky to be there. Uh, it's a tough place to get in, even though it's sold out well in advance. People are constantly going up asking for availability, and because it's linked to the ice cream parlor, the dessert options are top quality as well. Mm-hmm. So I chose that for my table service. For my quick service, I went over to Columbia Harbor House, uh, which I guess is located uh, in. Is it the Liberty Square area, yeah, I believe? It's, it's in, yeah, it's in Liberty Square, kind of right. I mean, it, it, it's right outside Momentum Mori. Right, right. It's near the Haunted Mansion area. So uh, what I like about that place is good seating options. You have two floors of seating. Not a lot of people know about that upstairs option. So if it's crowded, definitely check out what's available upstairs. And uh, the choices as well. It's not just your standard quick service type fare. I must, people must think I love tuna fish because I had a tuna sandwich when I was there one day and it was really good. Uh, but it, it's a nice place uh, and not necessarily as busy as some of the other quick service places. So that's why I chose Columbia Harbor House. Although I love Pecos Bills, that's a solid choice. Their Fixins Bar is tremendous. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and Magic Kingdom has some real good quick service places, I think. Yeah, uh, like uh, you know, Friar's Nook. Um, right. You, you can go get a bratwurst at Friar's Nook. Yeah. And I, I didn't know that until recently. Um, that was that was a game changer for me. I I tell you, I, I cannot believe that I didn't know anything about the, the Plaza. Is such a great choice. Yeah, let me tell you the story about the Plaza. Yeah. We went there two and a half years ago. And my daughter was wearing a snow white dress Mm -hmm. and a cast member came up to the table with an autograph book and said, princess, can I please have your autograph? (laughs) And so my daughter was four at the time. She, she knew how to write her name. Yeah. And so she was really excited to, to write her name in, in this, this cast members, uh, this cast members book. Her name was Megan. Mm-hmm. And you can check her out on Instagram because her Instagram is Megan works for Mickey. Wow. Well, a couple months ago, we went back to the Plaza restaurant and Megan was there. Wow. And Megan came over to the table and remembered Annabelle. And I just, I opened, I wanted to make sure that I had her Instagram. Right. I opened it. I opened Instagram and Megan works for Mickey was the first one that popped up. So yeah, Megan works for Mickey. Remember two, two years later, remembered Annabelle. Wow. Um, remembered her name and, uh, you know, thanked her for giving her her autograph. Uh, and then it was, that was, it was so cool. That's Just amazing. That kind of mad. That's that cast member magic. Yeah. Um, that is, you know, you can't, you, you that's, that's, that's so special. And so that, you know, one of the reasons that the plaza will be really, really special to us. The other thing that I love is you step outside the plaza. If you're looking at the plaza, the window up to the right above um, the ice cream parlor yeah. is Walt's window. Um, so, you know, Ub Iwerks has got a window and Roy's got a window and mm-hmm. Elias Disney's got a window. And there's there's other animators and some anima- Imagineers that have windows down Main Street. Right. Walt's window is right there above the Plaza Restaurant facing Cinderella Castle. Awesome. I'll check that out next time I'm there. And I love that story about your daughter. That's tremendous. It's uh, what can you say? I mean, there's, it, I'm I'm kind of left speechless by that story. It's it's just it's a testament to the Disney cast members. That that's like that's like out of the movies right there. <laughs> I mean, it's the magic. You know, the the Disney Institute. They they talk about you know the magic starts with you, and that's that's why cast members are so special because that's that's the mindset. Right. Yeah, you know, the magic starts with you. I guess before we go to the resorts, let's head over to Disney Springs. Uh, now, this is tough, too, because Disney Springs is specifically designed to be a place with amazing restaurants by amazing chefs. So yeah. uh, now I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I, I mentioned two table service restaurants. I chose one as my, mo- as my number one choice, but I'm going to give an honorable mention to the other. But let's, let's turn it over to you. So what were your choices over at the Springs? I haven't eaten at Disney Springs a lot. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the polite pig when when we went there. I, I I enjoyed my food there; It was really good. But for me, the the best experience that I've had at at Disney Springs, I think the four or five times we've been there, and I just had the best time while we were there was Raglan Road. Mm. Is such a fun place to to go eat and and spend the evening. Right. We were, we were lucky the table. We, we were sat that we were, were right between the stage, and then there was a little there was a little stage behind us where um, uh, where they dance, and that was it was so cool. That was yeah. that was such a fun environment, fun atmosphere. 
And, food was uh, good. The food, the food was fantastic. The food was really, really good. Um, the beer was good. That's was awesome. A great band that played. Uh, Strings and Things was the band that played, and they're still playing there now. Uh, and they were really, really great. I, I, I listened to them. I loved them so much. I started following them on Instagram right away. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Raglan race, it's, it's an experience. You know, yeah. You go in there and, and it's not a place that you're going to go in and you're going to sit down you're going to order your food, you're going to eat your food, you're going to pay your bill and leave. It's, right. you, you're going to, you're going to stay for the experience. You're going to, you're going to make an evening out of it. It's, um, a lot of fun. A great, great choice. I've not been there myself, but there's, there's no excuse for that. Cause I've been to the Springs a lot actually. And everyone I know that goes to Disney Springs raves about Raglan Road. So, great choice. Uh, how about a quick service place over at Disney Springs? Uh, you know, I, I haven't really eaten at too many quick service quick yeah, service I don't think places. The, the truth is, I don't think there are many. I, I chose yeah. a snack place more than a quick service place. Yeah, that was, that is, uh, Disney Springs is the only place I've ever had a Wetzel's pretzel. Oh, because okay. We don't, have, we don't have Wetzel's pretzel in South Carolina. Right. And, and right. so I got a, I got a pretzel. Uh, when we were walking around Disney Springs, and that was delicious. That's awesome. I enjoyed good, that. <laughs> good choices. Uh, good choices. Uh, for Disney Springs, for, for my table service, my number one choice is not far from Raglan Road. It's the Boathouse. Uh, the Boathouse, I've told people, is my favorite restaurant in the world that I've been to. And the reason I say that is because of the variety of the food selections. It's got a lot of seafood, not surprising. And great steak choices. It's affiliated with the Gibson Steakhouse chain out of Chicago. And the filet mignon there is absolutely delicious. Uh, in terms of the seafood, I've had their crab cakes, salmon, swordfish. Uh, the scallops are delicious. Uh, shrimp cocktail is the best shrimp cocktail I've ever had. Uh, they give you these thick jumbo shrimps served over a bed of ice with cocktail sauce with horseradish right in the middle. Uh, their lobster bisque is unbelievable. And they also serve bread which is the soft rolls uh, coated in honey. And it's just so warm and so soft. Uh, and the butter is delicious. Their drink options as well are great. The blueberry lemonade is out of this world. And uh, it's a huge restaurant. I never appreciated until recently just how much space there is inside there. Another thing I did once on a recent trip was go there late at night, not long before close, and sit outside on the water just having a drink and shrimp cocktail. So the boathouse for me... It's pricey, but it's unbelievably good. Uh, I, I do want to give honorable mention to Chef Art Smith's Homecoming as well, which is basically known for uh, fried chicken type food, pulled pork. Just delicious. Uh, the menu's not as big as the boathouse, but every meal I've had there is great. The deviled eggs appetizer is amazing. Uh, good drinks as well. And uh, a very fun, open atmosphere inside the restaurant. But the boathouse is my number one choice. Uh, like you, uh, Nick... In terms of quick service, there's, at least from memory, there's not too many options. Chicken Guy is good. The Guy Fieri place, I do like that. But I actually chose Ghirardelli uh, because very often my Disney Springs nights will end with going to Ghirardelli, getting a hot foot sundae, or even just a smaller size ice cream. Uh, It was renovated recently, but those renovations are complete, so the full restaurant is open again. Uh, Seating is kind of limited, which can be a problem on a busy night, and Disney Springs is often very busy. But... uh, those were my choices for Disney Springs. And there's a lot of great places. Wine Bar George is really good. The new Wolfgang Pucks is good. Chef Morimoto. It's kind of endless, really. You could, you could go there for two weeks and have a new place to eat every night, really. 
So that's those are my Disney Springs choices. Yeah, we yeah we we actually said this when we were at Raglan Road. We we need to go over to Disney Springs more mm-hmm. um, than than we do. You know, when we a lot of our trips are like just like three days, right? Um, or like three and a half days, and so we'll you know we're doing stuff in the parks, and we don't we don't make it over to Disney Disney Springs, but uh, uh, we we need to we we need to spend more time over there and check it out. Yeah. Um, okay, so. Now we get to talk about resorts. Yes. Right. So here, I guess, uh, we're, I, I didn't, in my mind, I didn't limit it to just, I chose two table service restaurants. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. Again, this is tough. There's so many cool ones. Um, you know, the Bon Viage breakfast at, at Trattoria Al Forno mm. is one of, in my opinion, one of the best character dining experiences on property. It's right. fantastic. Boma at Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Is phenomenal and i pronounced it correctly it's not boma it's boma say that again it's 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 boma not boma it's boma it's an afrikaans word for tree boma boma is that yeah boma um but the 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 food there is very authentic yeah very very authentic and very good um yeah chef mickey's is fun ohana dinner ohana noodles which I actually cooked for dinner tonight. I'm getting closer to the recipe. I'll have it figured out for my wife soon. I'm one step closer <laughs> to nailing Ohana noodles. If you haven't had them, then you just don't know. Ravello is a great Ravello, dining. yeah. You know, great that, choice. We did that at the Four Seasons. Hey, you get to drive through Golden Oak. Yeah. Um, and it's because it's at the Four Seasons, it's empty. There's no, I mean, there were 15 people in the restaurant when we went for breakfast. Yeah. It's so much great interaction. I was FaceTiming with my brother-in-law, my sister. It was my one-year-old, my, my twin nieces, uh, one you know, first birthday party. And I've got Mickey Mouse <laughs> Skyping with me, with them in South Africa. That's all you need to know, right? That's just, unbelievable. That's amazing. You know, that's, that's so cool. You know, that, it, and so it, it's, uh, that's a great dining experience. Um, 1900 Park Fair is amazing. But to me, my absolute favorite place to eat at a resort yes. is Beaches and Cream. Yeah. I love Beaches and Cream. I haven't been there since it was renovated, but I love the atmosphere of Beaches and Cream. The, the food is great. The tuna melt is my favorite thing to order. The, only person <laughs> the third tuna, tuna fish reference Disney. of the discussion. Uh, and, and then, we go to Disney know, for the tuna. The dessert. <laughs> exactly. Go to Disney for the tuna. Um, and then, you know, the dessert is, is, is great. It's fantastic. And, and then of course it is home to the kitchen sink. Yeah. Um, so yeah, all those great, it's so many great places you you get beignets at Port Orleans. Uh, there's so many great places to eat, Yeah. but nothing tops beaches and cream that just, it's, I love it. Yeah. I'm very curious to hear your thoughts after going to the renovated restaurant. I, I did, um, I had a good experience there. Um, I'm sure you've seen online some people like the old beaches in Korea more in terms of the, they say some of the theming has been lost. I, that, I maybe agree with that, but I did enjoy going there and I would go there again in a heartbeat. Um, it's it's a fun place. Wonderful memories of beaches and cream over the years. Uh, also, unless I'm wrong about this, I think they actually expanded their takeout window area. So it's much more, it's less congested. Yeah, than it, it was just, you know, it's like, 
you know, single file line. Right. <laughs> Almost at, at it's a little bigger window. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so great choices. I agree, I agree with all of them, and I love all those choices. One of mine was Buoma. Did I say that right there? Okay, yeah. good, good. Um, I've not been there for dinner, but I've been there many times for their breakfast buffet. And it is, I think it was rated by USA Today, one of the best breakfast buffets in the country. And with good reason. The choices are great. The scrambled eggs and goat cheese are tremendous. Smoked salmon is delicious. Um, the watermelon salad, I also love. I've been had that a bunch of times. Just great, great choices. Uh, and an amazing atmosphere. Anytime you could be in the Animal Kingdom Lodge, to me, is a, is a good time. Uh, another place I chose was Kona Cafe over at the Poly. Uh, Kona yes. is a we really good place. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a good place known for its Tonga toast for breakfast or their macadamia nut pancakes, both of which I've had and both of which I recommend. Uh, I, I also the like mocha. their – what's that? I say I get the loco moco. So what is that? It's, that's the uh, – it's, it's, it's a hamburger patty Right. Um, that's that's on a bed of rice, but it's a creamy rice. Um, it's, it's very good. It's really that, good. That's good um, to know. I've had it twice now. The uh, they also have they, what they call their Polynesian egg platter, which is a little more straightforward. It's just scrambled eggs and potatoes and bacon and all that stuff. But what is unique about it is that it comes with a chopped fruit salad, which is really good, and a coffee cake muffin in the shape of Mickey ears. So it's really unique. And what I've often done now after eating at Kona, when I head out, if I'm going to the park, I'll grab a to-go iced coffee right next door at the. Uh, quick service area. So that's really good. Um, Beaches and cream would be on my list too, Nick. I love that place. Uh, Trattoria Al Forno, I was at for dinner recently, but I've not been to their breakfast. You are uh, not the first person to tell me that it's a tremendous breakfast experience. I'm going to look to go there soon. Uh, Yachtsman Steakhouse for a nice steak dinner on property is really good. Uh, Ravello, been there a bunch of times. It's it's great restaurant. And for my final choice, I'll just say Three Bridges Bar and Grill over at Coronado Springs, which is this open-air bar restaurant-type place set out in the middle of the water area at the center of Coronado Springs. Just a really fun place to go. I was there at 11 o'clock at night the night I went, and there was actually a wedding party that was arriving. It's a very fun atmosphere. So uh, those are the choices. But again, there's so many places you could eat at, at the Disney Resorts. It must be hard for people who only go to Disney World once a year, yeah, or once every two years, you know, because it there, there are so many options, and it's and either you gotta you gotta eat, you know, nothing, just do nothing but eat the entire time you're there, or, or you gotta come back and and try try new places. I love trying new places, and and so you know we've we've been very lucky to. To have, have tried a lot of these, but yeah, there's just gosh, there's there's so many options that yeah, it's really you got what what's going to work out well in your planning and and what yeah. works best for your family and you know what what's appealing on the menu. We have some picky eaters in our family, <laughs> um, me not being one of them. And that's what you know, I tell a lot of people when they're planning a Disney trip, and you know they'll look at it maybe instead of going for seven days, go for five days. Well, only four parks. You know, so why do we need to be there? I'm like, you, you got to take a resort day. Right. Enjoy your resort because there's so much to do. Enjoy these places to, to eat, you know. Um, I love when we go down a lot of times, if we can leave early in the morning. Mm-hmm. I love going to a resort. If, if, you know, if we, 
you know, it's like a half day at school. We leave it at like, you know, 11 or 12 o'clock and we'll get down six thirty, seven o'clock and we'll go to a resort. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the resort we're staying at. We'll go to a resort and then, you know, go into a park the next day because right. the resorts are so great. There's so much to do, so much to see, so many ways to spend your time. And it's not just sitting by the pool, but activities for the kids on the property, um, classes you could take, workout experiences, sightseeing tours on the resort grounds. For example, Old Key West has a whole tour you could take. Um, Even just lounging in your room. The rooms are so nice on Disney property. And if you have a balcony and the views, it's 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 a I agree with you 100 percent, Nick. It's for those that go five nights or for whatever it is. Uh, I, some people that may be all they could do, but if you're able to, I would expand it a little bit. Plus it gives you the ability and flexibility. If you don't want to stay in a park all day long, if you get tired and your kids yeah. need a break, you have that freedom and also the transportation system. Now to me, something like the Skyliner is an attraction unto itself. So exactly. even if you're not at a Skyliner resort, you should go out of your way to ride it and mo- ride it multiple times, see different perspectives and different angles. It's, it's, it's great. It is. I, yeah, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed the Skyliner and it's, you know, it's, it's an, yeah, like you said, it's an, it's an attraction in its, in its own. Yeah. And you get some great views of property. You know, yes. Cruising on the, on, on the Skyliner. Um, great photo opportunities for you. I, I would think that high up. Just got to get in one of the ones that's not wrapped. If you right, that's, that's wrapped, the key. You that's get, the key. Get. Um, but, uh, yeah, I actually, I wrote it three times to get in an unwrapped car so I could get pictures of construction in <laughs> in France. And Epcot. Um, well, Nick, this was great tonight talking Disney dining with you and about this other Disney stuff as well. It's, it's always great to hear your perspective on things and – we hope our listeners will uh, take some of our advice that we've given. And no matter where you go, you can't go wrong with your dining options. But those are some of our favorites. Uh, we're going to turn it now to the Stuff We Love segment. This is the part of the show in which Nick and I will give you a recommendation of something we're enjoying right now. It could be a movie, a song, book, app, whatever it is. So, uh, Nick, what is your Stuff We Love recommendation tonight? Okay, so obviously – you know, for me, I'm a Disney Instagram photographer. That's that's my thing. And right. I want to share two of my favorite accounts mm-hmm. and two fantastic guys that I've shot around the parks with. Very creative, mm-hmm. very talented photographers. Um, and also Disney dads. Uh, Disney Image Works. Uh, that's at Disney Image Works. Okay. And um, at Chaz, I'm loading that up actually, right now. Uh, and then uh, Princess Photo Factory. Um, and Brian both just absolutely fantastic uh great just wonderful quality disney pictures they they post a lot to their stories and um both really super cool guys and a lot of fun to uh, shoot around the parks with and nick that second one was princess princess photo factory okay oh yeah and factories with the ph with a ph yep yep and then of course i am you know, the, the dot Disney dot dad. Yeah. I was going to ask if you could tell everyone where we could find you on Instagram. Uh, so that's the dot Disney dot dad. Yep. Well, I followed both of these recommendations you've given tonight and we'll link to them in our show notes. And I encourage all of our listeners to follow you as well. 
you know, I'm a big fan of your posts on Instagram. Your photos take me on a virtual trip to Disney every time I look, which is why we follow these Disney Instagram accounts. And I encourage all of our listeners to also go back and listen to your previous appearance on the podcast. So you can find that on our website, stuffwelovepodcast.com. And in that episode, Nick talks all about his love of photography and how he got into Disney photography and what it was like for Disney to actually use a couple of his photos and how amazing that was. So uh, everybody follow Nick on Instagram. Uh, for my Stuff We Love recommendation tonight, uh, I actually chose a very – I don't even know why I thought it was other than I think it's very cool. But on my Apple Watch Series 5, I have the Toy Story Apple Watch faces. And what I love about it is that it's Buzz Lightyear, Woody, and Jesse. And what makes it unique is that each time you look at the watch, they're doing something different. So Buzz Lightyear, for example, one time he may just be standing there on your screen looking at you. And then the next time you do it, one time it's like he's knocking on the screen. Or another time is that he's being chased by a light. And it's just like... Every time you look, there's something new, and it's kind of a little bit of Disney magic every time you look at your watch. So if you're having a rough day, you look at that, and you kind of get a little boost in your mood, which is nice. And Nick, I know from our previous conversations, you had that, those watches on your yeah, – those faces have, on your I watch now? That, I have that. Yeah, I have that. Uh, I've had that face on my watch. It's Toy Story Land open, and, and I'll do it. I'll, I'll tap it and just see what they're going to do. In fact, the other night, I, I was laying down with my daughter. And she was tapping it and, and doing all the different things. And um, it, it, it's just it, – it's a little bit of magic right there. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. it it's, it's really great. Uh, so those were our Stuff We Love recommendations tonight. So I'm going to just uh, take a moment to, first of all, thank our listeners for tuning into this episode. We were on a little bit of a hiatus to the schedules. It was tough to get some recordings down, but we are back in business now. And uh, this actually, uh, Nick, is our first episode of 2020. We were nice. off in January, so we were kicking off this new year uh, with your appearance tonight. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Stuff We Love Pod. On Instagram, we're at Stuff We Love Podcast. We have a Facebook page as well. Our website, StuffWeLovePodcast.com, is uh, a place you can learn about the hosts of the show, read our blog entries. I have a recent post on there related to Disney World stuff. Uh, you can write to us, StuffWeLovePodcast at gmail.com. And we encourage all of our listeners to leave those five-star reviews on iTunes. And uh, also wanted to mention that we are now available on Spotify. So if that's how you listen to your podcasts, find us on there. And I was actually surprised. I shouldn't have been surprised, but I was checking our stats on Spotify. And we actually have a good number of listeners on there, way more than I would have expected, only because for me, I kind of just listen to podcasts through the Overcast app, which is available on the App Store. But Anyhow, you can find us on Spotify, and as I mentioned a second ago, you must follow Nick, the.disney.dad, on Instagram. Uh, so, Nick, thank you so much for being here tonight. This was tremendous. Yeah, thanks, Scott. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, when I saw the top area, it's so excited because I get so excited to talk about Disney, but it's a fun one because you get to, to ask yourself some some quite well, you know some hard decisions to, to yeah. choose. So, thanks. Thank you so much for, uh, for, for having me on again. And, uh, that was, that was a lot of fun. Thanks, Nick. Great to have you here tonight. And, uh, we'll go around the table one more time. I am Scott. And I'm Nick. And this has been the stuff we love podcast. <laughs>